BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Kara Natterson. And I'm Vanessa Kroll Bennett. We're the co-hosts of the Puberty Podcast. Each week, we dive into the what and how of raising kids through puberty, that roller coaster of physical and emotional shifts for kids and parents alike. Combining reliable science and relatable parenting strategies, we will all learn about, laugh about, and yes, maybe even cry about adolescence, ours and theirs. I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. So welcome back to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. And I'm really excited today because I have somebody I hadn't met before, but she moved to Dubai and obviously was on one of the biggest TV shows, I think, ever in the UK, Laura Anderson. And she was on Love Island, which is a dating show in the UK, actually. I've seen a few of them and it's uh, pretty hardcore. So welcome. I'm Thank so you. excited. Thanks for having me. I'll tell you all about Love Island if you don't know. Don't worry. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I don't know that much, but you can fill me in. But what I do know is, well, I wanted to talk to you today because obviously you have divorced parents. Yes. You've also moved back to Dubai after mm-hmm. how many years? Um, I was away for three years, just sort of after Love Island. And so I thought it was best to be in the UK for career opportunities. But now I'm back. And I'm happy. And I got back with my ex. Was here. With an ex. Is that a good or a bad thing? I'm not I don't sure know. what you think. <laughs> I don't know. I, in my mind, I think I've always said to myself that once it's over, normally don't go back. But I'm happy to be proven wrong any day of the week. And I think, you know, sometimes people love to come on this podcast and prove me wrong. So absolutely, <laughs> tell me your story from Love Island and what you were doing before and how I mean how did Love Island happen that that show from what I have seen Mm. is pretty intense explain to people what that show is it is I mean there's a lot of emotions that go into you know starting a relationship ending a relationship and that's what happens on that show I mean 
We were in there for eight weeks straight being filmed every day. Love Island is slightly like a big brother in a way. You're actually yeah. in a house being yeah. filmed. Now, do you know the, the guys? You don't know the guys, no, right? No, so you go in by yourself and you don't know what to expect. You don't know the girls, you don't know the guys, and you're just thrown in there to, to find love um, and friendships as well, of course. But the main idea is to, to find someone, couple up, and that can change from week to week. And then you get a winner at the end who wins money. Um, but you know the focus is definitely the love and there's some crazy things that go on lots of tests and games and new people come and some people get kicked out and it's just like an emotional roller coaster I mean I think a lot of people might go on for the wrong reasons because they know it's such a big show they want to further their career right but I think you just can't help but fall in love it's such a beautiful setting and there's been people that have got married still together have babies that were you know found each other from the show people from different series of the show have, have hooked up including myself with another cast member that I met just you know afterwards but I, I think um, there is a lot of hope and realness about the show and, and people are obsessed I think people love watching people fall in love and it's, it's about the psychology of it all and it's interesting to see how people react you know the jealousy and yeah so it's starting again now actually I think it's next week there's a whole new series so oh, I might have to watch yeah <laughs> did you find love on Love Island I actually had three sort of relationships throughout the eight weeks not through three not through my own choice I got dumped and then you know someone else came along and that's just sort of how it works um, you know, they're not real relationships. You're just sort of like you would be dating on the outside, right? But because you're spending every single day and you have to sleep in the same bed. With, As the guy? Yeah. No. So, yeah. So straight away, this is the thing. You couple up. You have like a ceremony. You have to go around the fire pit and stand up and talk about why you want to choose that person. And, and you do lots of tasks together. So they kind of not force you, but you are, you use them as your sort of safety net psychologically, I think. Did you learn um, a lot about yourself in that time? Yeah, I think um, I'm nicer than I thought I was. <laughs> I think people, I did well, or so people say, because, you know, I, I was kind to the girls. I looked out for my friends and, and you know, I think people felt a bit sorry for me because because I was dumped. And I was more the more mature one. They were all a lot younger than I was, which I think sometimes comes into to play you know they were all like 20 and I was like 29 so so I mean it's kind of like it this kind of fame because you know I, I did the ladies of London as well it does sort of yeah. stay I mean it's been such a great stepping stone for everything that I've needed to do yeah as well so you know there are good and bad yeah. sides to doing reality tv so coming out of it you were then single yeah, so I was second. I finished runner-up runner with a guy called Paul, and it turns out he already had a girlfriend. No way, outside. He, yeah, and I think he just did it for his career. So very quickly, he sort of ended that, which, you know, was quite embarrassing for me because I came runner-up and people sort of believed in us. So that was quite hard. Um, and I had a couple of relationships, and then, as I say, sort of got back with, with my ex here and... Explain, sorry, the ex here. He was before the show. Yeah, we actually broke up just before. So I actually decided to go on the show because of us breaking up. I just wanted to get away. And, you know, I applied really last minute and they just said, yeah. And I was like, this is meant to be. And I just didn't have a plan and just gave up, you know, my job and my place here and just went for it. And he's sort of been in the public eye as well his whole life. So he gave me, you know, some pointers when I came out. But 
we broke up because he cheated. So I was very much like, oh, I hate him. Like, you know, I don't, I was really angry. He was kind of there a couple of times when I needed him back and forth when he came to the UK. But we actually got talking again properly this year because we were supposed to do a, a TV show together with MTV. I don't know if you've heard of X on the Beach. Oh my God, yes, I've seen that. That's pretty <laughs> hardcore too. Yeah. So we sort of um, both got cast for that. And I was like, oh my God, he's going to be on this show. But you know, I was like, I'm over it. I don't have any issues. I know he still likes me. So I felt like I had the upper hand. But we met up when I came here in January just to say, you know, let's just talk a little bit through because, you know, on screen, I know they want it to be raw, but sometimes you don't want too much drama, right? So yeah, yeah we just had a little bit of a conversation about the past and one thing led to, to another really. Obviously a lot happened. I had to go back to the UK. We were just talking on Skype and it was a real test for me to see how he was here. You know, I wasn't around. But I think for me, you know, cheating is such a massive, massive thing. And I never really thought that I'd be able to get to this point with him, but he proved to me where his priorities were. And I think sometimes going back, maybe it was meant to be, maybe it was timing. You know, I'm quite a forgiving person, but you know, I put him through a lot to get to this point and it's, it's not been easy. The first time you were together, you were together how long? We were together for a couple of months. It was quite casual. Obviously on his part, I wanted a bit more and kind of had a bit of faith that it would be. But we were, realistically, I have to admit, we were never properly boyfriend and girlfriend, even though, you know, when there's drink involved, I'm sure he would lead me on and say the wrong things. But I think sometimes, I think sometimes women, unfortunately, do like to be a bit of a victim to mm. being led on by a player. And, and it's kind of our own fault. You know, we need to take responsibility for what we're being told. If a guy's saying he doesn't want to be in a relationship, then don't think you can change him and hang around and it's it's going to be different, you know? A lot of women don't listen, that's the problem. Yeah, exactly, and I didn't. And I, you know, it's not my fault he did what he did, but I had to deal with all the hurt and the pain. And I think if I had walked away or not let myself be in that vulnerable position, it wouldn't have happened. So I slightly, don't tell him I said that. <laughs> it's totally his fault. <laughs> Always. Always. <laughs> we won't tell him when the podcast no. is out. Um, and so your uh, boyfriend, so for people that don't know, it was in a boy band, right? Yes. So, you know, he yeah. probably had women left, right and centre, yeah. and that's the problem. And I think was he was quite young when he started, wasn't he? Yeah, this is the thing. I mean, you see it all the time with, like, your Britney and your Justin Bieber, you know, the young stars. They it can mess you up. I think fame can mess anyone up a little bit you know everyone's got their issues but when you're in the public eye I think it's a lot more difficult and yeah he he has a son and he you know he's had a lot of relationships in the public eye a lot's happened in his life he's had highs and lows in his career and, and definitely when we were together before I don't think he was happy in himself and I should have listened to that you know I think he wanted to give me what I wanted but he felt like he couldn't whereas now I believe that he can because he's saying to me, I want you and I can give you everything that you deserve. And, um, you know, we've really built up that trust. And I would never have went back if I didn't think he was sure. And I think that's what women want sometimes. They just want the guy, because we don't know what we want half the time, you know? We just want the guy to be sure. If they're really sure on us, I think it just makes the world of difference. And it gave me that confidence boost just to be open and try and, I couldn't help that I was gravitating back towards him. It just sort of felt right. And he's really 
surprise me in, in a good way. And I'm actually really happy. You know, we've moved in together, talking about having kids, and I know that he's going to maybe get me one of those nice rings soon. <laughs> That's amazing because, I mean, first of all, I have quite, you know, I have different views on infidelity for different things. I think, you yeah. know, you're right. I do think if someone is telling you they don't want a relationship and you think you're in a relationship and there are plenty of women that do this because they want it, but they're not really listening, then, you know, uh, what do you expect? And also I think, you know, but then I, my other part of me is that, you know, I have girlfriends whose boyfriends cheat on them month one, month two, yeah. month three. And then yeah. I think to myself, well, if they can't keep their yeah. dick in their pants mm. for month one, month two, when you're in your honeymoon phase, what, exactly. what hope do you have when you're not in the honeymoon yeah. phase? It'd be different now, for example, yeah. if he, gosh, if he did anything now, that would, that would be it. It would be, and not just because it happened before, but because, you know, we're in a proper real relationship and, I don't know, it's hard. I, I could never really tell someone what to do. So I think every every relationship and situation is different. And I think it's, it is always easy for an outsider to just say, oh, never go back to an ex. An ex is an ex for a reason. You broke up for a reason. Mm. But I do think time is amazing what can change in people's lives and personality and how they treat people. And I'm sort of, yeah, I'm happy the way that it's went. And I feel like he's given me more than you know, someone that I was with before him that didn't cheat it. He's, you know, he's got all these qualities that I, I want. And, and if I trust him, then I feel like I've got everything. Let's take a little break from the show, everyone, and discuss it's summertime and what happens in the summer, we all need to shave more frequently. Let's face it, not only do we need to shave more frequently, but we're staying at home a lot more than we used to. So it's time to get friendly with your razor again. Because for me, summertime means shaving more often and there's no better razor out there than Athena Club razor. Shaving used to be something I totally dreaded, but Athena Club's products make it so fun and so much easier to shave. Not only is it the prettiest razor I've ever seen, but it's gentle on my skin, leaving it totally moisturized, super smooth and bump free, which is really good for me because I have the skinniest little legs and I'm very bony and it's quite hard to sort of navigate my legs without chopping them up, frankly. So Athena Club has been so amazing for me. Athena Club's razor is designed with built-in skin guards to help prevent razor burn while being gentle on the curves. So it's no wonder their razor has thousands of five-star reviews. The razor blade is surrounded by a water-activated serum with shea butter and hyaluronic acid, which is the holy grail for skincare. The best part of this razor kit is it's only $9 and it comes with two blade heads and a magnetic hook for the shower storage and a handle of your color choice. The razor has a cute color options. Personally, I have pink, which I don't think will come as a surprise to any of you lot. So you'll never have to worry about running out of refills or being stuck with a dull, overused razor. You can simply choose how often they send your replacement baits and they ship them for free. Athena Club also has a dreamiest shave foam that will leave your skin soft, hydrated and smooth. And I love it because it just means, again, the razor glides over your skin. Show your skin you care with the Athena Club razor kit. Sign up today and you'll get 20% off your first order. 
just go to athenaclub.com and use promo code DND. That's A T H E N A C L U B.com with promo code DND for 20% off. Happy shaving. I think also, as you said, he's had career highs and lows, mm. and it, life has probably given him a bit of, bit of a slap. Um, in a way, and that's not to say that, you know, but like like everyone gets the slap at some point and humbles them. My uh, fiancé was a, was a soccer player yeah. and, you know, had a slap around the face and thought he was the bee's knees and then yeah. it didn't work out for him. And he said if I'd met him then, when he was driving God knows what car to, right, you know, the okay. Real Madrid Stadium, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be here, would I? Yeah. So sometimes a slap does change people, and especially when they're young, because people tend to say people don't change. Well, people can change. Yeah. And you mature and you grow. And these guys were young in a, a bubble that doesn't exist for most people. Mm. And probably, you know, alcohol's involved and all the bad things. And, yeah. you know, he's made a conscious decision now to be with you. Has it changed the way you think? Like, do you worry when he goes out? No, and this is the thing, and it was, um, I didn't even worry when I wasn't here. You know, as I say, we sort of started this new relationship with me being in a different country and I trusted him pretty quickly. He was just a different person and I felt like a different person. And I think you can tell when someone really loves you and they, you know, they're putting you as their priority. And it fit, he made me feel good and he would have, and he also allowed me to lash out in a sense of bringing up the past you know, a lot of guys, they don't want to face what they've done. Like, oh, yeah, just get over it. But, you know, there was things that would remind me of before, you know, places or conversations. He'd say something and and then he would just let me say it and he would take it and he'd be like, I'm sorry, let's go through it. So the time of being able to communicate was amazing. It did wonders for us. And I think sometimes <laughs> over FaceTime, it was actually good because there was no sex involved, no taking me out for dinner, distracting or anything like that. It was just me and him talking for quite a few months while he lived his life and I lived mine. And we were able to realize actually we can slot into each other's lives now. And, you know, I had to make that big decision to move here and make it work, but I felt confident. I mean, I think that's amazing. That's what happened with us. We started talking for months and months. And I think yeah. you're right, you get a much deeper understanding of each other. And I yeah. think communication, having been married as long as I was, you know, when I lost the communication mm. and now I have communication, I'm never going to let that go again, like, and, and button my mouth because I, I love being able to express myself in every aspect of my relationship because probably like you, I am an actual partner in this relationship. And it seems to me that you guys are building, from what I've seen on your Instagrams and things, that you're building a real life together as yeah. a couple, like a power couple here. Or, you you know, I mean, you have to. I mean, I think if anyone's successful in life, if they don't want their partner to be successful as well, you know, that's something wrong there. And, and he actually said to me, he said, you know, obviously I adored you before. I think he only told me before that he loved me when he was drunk. But, you know, he says, you're different now. He's like, I'm so proud of you and you're a woman. And he's like, I'm sorry that I didn't see that before. And maybe maybe I have changed, I don't know. And I, I appreciate that he wants the best for me and he supports me and he, yeah, he doesn't shut me up. Like, you seem very grounded. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but that that helps when the woman's grounded. She's not erratic yeah. and she's not, you know, like I'm I'm no. quite grounded. Yeah. I mean, I 
I definitely have my mood swings, but um, I'm quite grounded. What did your parents say when you said you were going back? Because they're divorced, right? Yeah, my dad's quite open-minded. And straight away when I told him sort of the situation, he just said, you know best. And he automatically wanted to be friendly, you know, with Dane and started messaging him on Instagram, making little jokes about me, I'm sure. No way. Uh, yeah, like my dad's so funny. He's coming over soon and um, yeah, I know they'll get on like a house on fire. So I'm quite lucky that I don't have anyone telling me, obviously friends, is a little bit different. Did they all because, jump in? Yeah, because they, they were there and they were around, you know, the first time. But saying that, you know, my, my flatmate who would see Dane a lot in the previous uh, time we were together, she said, look, I know what happened happened, but I always saw a nice calm sense of yourself when you were with him and when it was just you two. And if, if there was no drama, like you were great. And, and she always really liked him. So... I kind of trusted her because she was the person that saw me and him together the most. Um, so I'm quite lucky, really. I wouldn't listen to anyone anyway. Okay, let's take a little break from the show and discuss something very sort of dear to everybody's heart right now. The world is literally racing to get back to normal and start meeting in person again. And we've all sort of been dying to get that normal feeling back. But it's so important right now to prioritize your mental health during this time. If you've been feeling overwhelmed, you're simply not alone. And it's so important to find the support you need to face those feelings and move forward. I mean, we can all talk to our friends when experiencing issues, but, you know, they don't always give the best advice. And sometimes it's better to be with someone that's a third party and they're not involved in a situation. Getting unbiased feedback and advice from a licensed professional can be refreshing and actually rewarding. So when you're at a low point and you may feel alone, which by the way, over 50% of Americans struggle with their mental health, sometimes reaching out and admitting you need help is actually a sign of strength. And we've all needed help at certain times of our life. And, you know, I got divorced. You know, I spoke to people then. Actually, we went to couples therapy. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with asking for help when you need it. Talk space, it's so easy to use. And actually, it makes sort of going to therapy so much easier because you don't have to go anywhere. They match you with a licensed therapist and they schedule live video sessions from the comfort of your own device. So you can start messaging your therapist the same day that you simply decide that you want a therapist, which is amazing. They work to your schedule, not theirs. So you don't have to wait weeks before your next appointment and you can go anywhere and take your therapist with you, which I think is absolutely genius. I remember when I was going through my divorce and they said, you know, you, you need to commit to coming here. And I was like, well, I have to work. I have to travel. I couldn't commit to always going to see my therapist. So this is such a clever way of getting around that. Talkspace can provide the support to help you feel better with a single message. So start feeling better today with a single message. Match with your licensed therapist when you go to talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code DND. That's $100 off when you use code DND at talkspace.com. Let's get back to the show. 
my parents were the same. I mean, you know, I'm I'm uh, 45 and got divorced and ended up with a guy in his 20s. So, you know, everyone's like, what do your parents say? And yeah. Like, I'm 45 years old. What are they yeah. going to do? Send me to my bedroom? Like, no. Yeah. And at this point in my life, there were you know, where we are, that the only thing they could say is, is, you know, actually my dad now just went, I completely get it. But, you know, I think it's amazing to have parents that are so supportive. So go back to your parents got divorced at what age? I was actually 19. It was hard, hard to see. Maybe that's why me and my dad grew a bit closer then. It just affects so many people. It affected me and my sister differently. And then even things like when I think about my wedding one day. So when do you see a wedding? I'm not that much in a rush for a wedding. I don't know. I don't know why. I think sometimes there's a lot of focus on, you know, your wedding day. And I definitely do want a big wedding and I do want it all. I think every woman should have that moment. Um, But I'm a bit more realistic and I just, you know, I want the house more and the family more. And just I'm quite into engagement rings. Really, we've always, you know, I've never been proposed to before. And I I really like nice diamonds and rings. And I think that would mean so much to me to have a really beautiful ring. That sounds really materialistic, but I'm just being honest. That's, oh, no, we're all... We're, we're, yeah, we're I don't know. I'm just like, you know, I just would be like, oh, my God, that's how much you love me. <laughs> oh, I can't help it. I will, I will give you half the money, please. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so that is actually, it is really important to me and, you know, how he does it and the words and, you know, the thought. It means a lot to me. And sometimes I think weddings can be really stressful and a bit of politics, difficult for everyone to get there. And I just, I want it to be when, you know, we've sort of spent our money on other things that we want first. Um, it will happen, but we might have kids before it happens. And I don't mind. How did you know that he's the one? You've dated a few guys, which yeah. is great. Quite I believe few. in that. Don't <laughs> quite a few, so that's okay. I don't believe in buying the first pair of shoes you no. try on. <laughs> so you dated a few guys and I would always say to girls do that I hate this thing of society telling you you're meant to have one to two boyfriends and then get married I think it's a complete disaster because you don't know yourself no. you don't know what you want you don't know do you know what I was going to say my sister I'm very close with her I have two sisters one of them's here she is actually happily married with her husband that she has been with since she was 15 she's never been with anyone else and she's actually I idolise her so much she's 10 years older than me you know, I see her almost like a bit of a mother figure. You know, they're great. They're so happy. They have one child. They were married 10 years before they even decided to try. They've had a great life, you know, done things what I say the right way, which, which might be contradicted to what you're saying. But I definitely, yeah, do see both sides because my dating life has been the complete opposite to her. Was she ever jealous of your dating life? No, definitely not. All the dramas that she had to go through with me. Tell her all these horror stories. She's like, God, I wouldn't even know where to start. I mean, that's amazing. It's just what she, I think maybe she's just been lucky, and I do think that can happen. It can. It's very rare, um, but it can. I yeah. do know. If, I I know a couple of people, but but I kind of feel like it's also you know we get one life. Mm. And I kind of feel like life should be this like ride or die, you know, like this yeah. very fast roller coaster that you're on. Like every day you're, you literally look around and go, what the actual fuck just happened to me? <laughs> and that's how I feel about my life. Yes. Every day I wake up and go, holy shit, did that happen? Or you yeah. know, nothing is easy. And then you see these guys and the ones that have been married since school and they're like yeah. love hearts and they just, it's a very slow pace. It's a very calm pace. Yeah. And then I think to myself, I don't know if I could do that. I'm just talking about my sister because that's really what I've seen firsthand. 
it's funny because they're not like a boring couple. Like they didn't settle down and then have kids straight away. And she, you know, she works. She's an accountant. She works really hard. She goes out all the time. She's very sociable. They both have things they do together and things they do apart. So I feel like the way that she's done it, you know. She never looked at another guy and went, oh, he's hot. No, it's so and bizarre. We may not out there on this podcast because uh, she's managed no. to get this far with being married to one person. Her sister comes on to divorce Let's next day and she's divorced it. by the end. So, yes, we'll drop the sister talk. No, no, no. No, honestly, I think if you met her and him together, like, they're not cheesy, over-the-top, lovey-dovey. It's not like that, but they're just really content and... You know, they're unicorns, Laura. They're unicorns. Yeah, they are unicorns. You know, and I just I like having that little fairy tale. She's like a Disney film, and then I'm like a horror film. <laughs> well, you might get like... a fairy tale ending. Yeah. You might. Okay, so after all your horror stories, do you think so? Dane sort of came up on his white horse then and offered you like a new start. And you, how did you know that he's the one? Because everyone wants to know how do you know. I don't think there's one way of saying it. I think it depends on what you want. I, I think as you get older, you want different things. And one of the things I really wanted, like I say, was to have someone that was sure about me. I think... I've anyone, had... Laura? No, not anyone. anyone. <laughs> not anyone. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of things. I mean, we like doing the same things. He laughs at my jokes. He makes me feel like... When someone laughs at my jokes and makes me feel good about myself, I think that's important. I think I've been in relationships where I've idolised and thought I was obsessed and this guy's amazing, he's so hot and, you know, he's great, he's so talented. But what about me? Like, does he make me feel good? I think you have to have a balance. I think sometimes relationships don't work because one person is obsessed with the other one and then you don't feel good about you and then there's all this jealousy and I'm not good enough. Whereas with Dane, I was equally as obsessed with him as he was me this time round. And he made me feel good about myself. And I want to be in a relationship where I feel like a princess, but I also think he's my prince. And I just never had that equal sort of balance before. And also just the, I've always had situations where I've had guys like, oh, I just want an easy life. I don't want any drama, like will not argue with me. And and I used to think that I liked arguing. That's what I thought, because that's what my exes would tell me. With Dane, it's a whole other thing, I tell him. <laughs> he likes arguing. But it's like, no, Laura, we just don't give up on each other. You don't just have an argument and walk out the house. I mean, sometimes, obviously, you need to. But it's more about just sticking around and getting through it. And that's why relationships last. Obviously, you have to have the foundation, you know. But it's about, he tells me he's not going to give up on me and he wants to have these hard conversations. And that makes me feel like, oh, wow, like, he thinks I'm worth that's actually true. We we did a Sergio and I had a chat about this yesterday because I always say the worst thing in a relationship is indifference. Mm. And I used to say I would do anything to get out of an argument or having confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, I just tiptoe around the house. And I think now I found a voice. I mean, Sergio might like me to lower it sometimes, <laughs> but um, I bet you he doesn't. He is admittedly obsessed, and I am equally obsessed. Mm. But you know, I. I will give him a little bit more freedom than he gives me. But, you know, in the other way, I'm like, it's so nice that a guy just wants to spend, you know, every waking minute with you. The mm. com- the arguments that we have, they're, they're very hot, very fiery, and then they're just over. 
Mm. and it's out and we we end up laughing mm. and it actually at the end we start laughing and it actually brings you closer somehow because yeah. you've heard the other one yeah and I think um different types of arguing techniques work for different people what's an arguing technique no I just mean like so you guys obviously like to be fiery and mm. then you laugh and then you're over it yeah. and I, I can get that from you and I can kind of sense that from even seeing him on your yeah. Instagram I think you seem like you have a really fun, playful relationship, yeah. which is definitely what you need and probably what he's like, yes. maybe just because he's younger, but yes. that totally suits Totally you. suits me. I was thinking, yeah. can you imagine me with an older guy with kids? No. no nor can I. But maybe that's because maybe if you've done that before yeah. and now you're at this place and that's why timing is everything, right? But for example, me and Dane, we never have arguments over anything that's significant. And I've argued so much in my past with exes that now, like you say, I just don't want to argue. And that frustrates him because he obviously wants to get to the bottom of it. So we've sort of come to this point of, I say to him, like, you cannot shout at me. If someone shouts at me, I it just reminds me of, like, past... I don't know what it is, just not feeling great. I just can't handle it. So the only way you're going to get anything out of me is if you're calm and we can speak about it, even if it takes longer... That's the only way that I can be. And he's taken that on board because he's quite a fiery person, probably like you guys. That's natural for him. And he says, you know, I love you so much. I'm going to do this to, to to make this work and make you happy. And it's not natural for him, you know. And you, I, see, I see right now you're in that spot as well. Having just moved here, you're nesting in a way. Mm. Like this is your first home together. Mm. So... It's a really exciting but stressful time yes. doing a house. Learning a lot about each other, but the fact that he wants to learn about me and has the patience and puts me first, just, as I say, it's one of the, the things that helped me get back with him. I appreciated all that effort. And it's it's working out well. Like, we, you know, we just like to probably let you guys be silly and have a laugh together and, you know relationships aren't easy and how how does it work because you've got two famous people are you competitive well i think it's what we're kind of doing is different we're actually watching a series at the minute called nashville and it's about i don't know if you've heard of it it's about all these singer songwriters and all the relationships they have they have the same job and and i'm always like why are they so jealous of each other and he's like well you know that's that's what it's like but i think because we don't have the the same work that we do we're definitely not competitive and, and jealous or anything like that not so far but um you know he's a dj he writes songs whereas i'm more doing like my instagram and trying to get endorsement deals and you know i've but we are actually thinking about doing a podcast together which maybe you guys should do as well you should oh you should come on it because we were going to do it about couples we'll come on yours. double dating i'll come on yours yeah you should do a podcast it's a great Great Talking thing to do. Great, just, yeah, it's so yeah, easy. And it's such a... People. people really enjoy it, I have mm. to say. But I think that's what people want to know because I think people sort of think two famous people can't be together. And, like, there's always one that's maybe a little bit more successful or... At different you know, times yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. It changes. It changes yeah. all the time. And mm. that, that can be hard. You know, I've got a lot of famous friends who found that quite hard when the shift happens and the relationship changes, who has more money, who doesn't. You know, and I, I think when I came into... Oh, I mean, I'm a lot older than Sergio, so obviously I'm in a different place and, you know, I'm quite set up. Mm-hmm. He had to find his way into my life quite, you know, that Which suited is the him. sign of a good, honest man, someone that cares enough, that wants to find their place and, and do their own thing as well because, like, you know, people can... 
if you're successful, people can be with you for the wrong reasons or try and mm-hmm. feed off you. So I think it's important, yeah, that if I was doing better than Dane or something like that, that he wants to have his his success for himself. So he feels like, you know, it's a quite an egotistical like man thing, isn't it? Like they want to provide for us or... That's yeah. what I think is key. It's not about what whether they the man has more than you to make you feel better at all. Like I don't mind being more successful at any time. I'm, you know, I don't mind whether he is or I am or who does it. What would bother me is if I was working my ass off oh, yeah. and he was at home willing to just enjoy my house. No. That would drive me nuts and that would never happen. No. I can't do that. No. So I think that that's, you know, it's having somebody who is motivated. motivated. Yeah. yeah, it is. I definitely think like when we talk about success and money, they're both sort of like, it shows ambition. And I think that's a trait that if you have one person in a relationship that is driven you do need the other one to be like that I think to for it to work and you know thinking about it now when he sort of ended us it seemed that he was perhaps upset that he didn't have that anymore because if you think about it we both came from the same show so it's like a similar want you know this type of jobs maybe that you're looking for and he was always very much in denial you know I don't do that anymore that's not what I'm interested in but I felt like, yeah, sometimes I would get a job and and he just, he wasn't really happy for me. Maybe it made him feel bad about himself. And then he did do a job one day that was sort of through like social media and stuff for a really big company. And I didn't know anything about it. He just did it. And I saw it and I was like, oh, why didn't, oh, I could have done that with you or oh, you could have got me it or something like that. And, and he was all very secretive about it. And it just made me think, are you being honest? Am I making you feel bad about yourself? You know, maybe this just isn't a right fit. Not that he's right or I'm right. But so there was, I think there was, I did actually have that without realising it at the time, a little bit of the competitiveness. And it's, I don't know how you'd ever make that work. Do you mean like, you know, people now that are like married that have it? Yes, or... I, I mean, I had it probably in my marriage as well. You know, you do, you get competitive because I don't know why. It's such a childish thing to yeah. be. It's like, well, you know, I paid for this. Well, I'm going to pay for that. You know, it's I got a little bit like that. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, I think what's interesting is that you've been through lots of different relationships. Mm. You've got divorced parents. You had infidelity. Mm. And you still have a very good, open, happy attitude, which a lot of women, after all of these different things, they you know, go introvert or they go, they get depressed or they, they don't come out the other side. They yeah, can't forgive I've and forget. Exactly. They play the victim. Ugh. You're not doing any of that. How? That's a nice compliment. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know. I just think you just have to keep going. And I think if you've been strong enough to get through these um, situations, then at least come out of it learning something and doing it better. You know, you're holding on to regret and blame is only going to affect you. You're just holding all that inside. Let it go. If someone cheated on you, that's their problem, not yours, right? So just move on and... Well, not me. <laughs> I didn't move marry on. Him. Marry him. <laughs> marry him. Marry him. Marry him immediately. Yeah, so I just think, like, you must have to learn from your mistakes. I mean, between what's happened to us, what's happened to our friends, what's happened to our parents... We should all write books and we should all be learning so much from it. And I mean, I understand it's so hard to let things go, but I just think, well, 
you know, I'm not going to succumb to this better way and feel so I don't feel sorry for myself. I feel like I've been lucky. I think you just said it. Let it go. If you made the decision like you have to stick it out with Dane and, you know, start again, then I always say to girlfriends, that's your choice. Don't listen to anyone else. Don't take anyone else's opinion. That's your you follow you. But if you decide to do that, you cannot throw it back in his face every five minutes. Mm. You need to, as you just that said, was something that move I was on. Worried about lock the door. And if you have a fight over toast in the kitchen, you don't get to throw it back in his face. You do not. Mm. You made the choice. You have your big girl pants on. Mm. That's it. It's done. You know. And actually, you know, these things happen. People. Nobody's perfect. Nobody. And I think if you can't do that, don't do it. Then it's not going to work. No. And that was, as I say, I was kind of lucky the way it happened with me being in a different country and us getting back together literally over, you know, these video chats because I think it would have been harder to do it in person. Um, And I had a couple of months to make that decision. And it was like, right, you know, I'm going to move over and we're going to be together and that's going to be it. And I was I was sure and I was ready but, you know, it might not have worked out like that, but it did. I think every, definitely every situation is different. So I do think you have to take your time and do some little test runs and have it all out before you fully get back together. But even then, you could do all this and something can happen. You know, not not infidelity, anything. Mm. You know, you can you could still break up. Mm. All of us Which could. is fine. Absol- which is fine. Yeah. That's my point. We have this innate thing in us to sort of try and wrap ourselves in cotton wool and you know, prepare for the worst, yeah. make sure it can't happen. You know, let it go, do your thing, because genuinely when you when you when you over prepare for something mm. or you know say worry about worry it, about it. That's exactly. Mm. It hasn't happened. It's like with dating in general, I mean not even talking about going back to an ex, just dating, I think it's so it's just a minefield. Everyone's a victim of something, got issues, trying to protect yeah. themselves and putting up this front but then they want the other person to be really open and genuine and honest and raw but they are not and I noticed that within myself I was like you know I need to play hard to get or I'm this woman that's had this done to me and all guys are dickheads so I need to go in there and not give my all and he'll he'll give me his all and then later when I'm ready I'll give him myself it's it was all this like mind game I just wish that people could all be a little bit trusting, leave their issues behind and just be open and with an open heart. But it's just so difficult. Like, how can you how can you trust someone that you... You can and you're doing it. And I think that's a really important lesson from this podcast. It's just to be open, to, you know, follow your heart. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't take these chances in life, you simply don't know. Everything's a risk. Taking the chance is a risk. Not taking the chance is a risk. Is is a re- an equal, you know, big risk. I do think that listening to your gut and your intuition. I don't know where we get this from. Maybe it's just women. I don't know. Maybe better than men. But there's something in that. There is. I mean, I get actual knocks in my gut when mm. when I'm doing the wrong thing. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that I don't follow through with it, people. But. <laughs> I, I actually know. I, I'll still sometimes go. Should I buy those shoes? Mm, yes. <laughs> but uh, I think that's a really important lesson. And I'm, I'm incredibly, I think, I mean, I've listened to a lot of podcasts about relationships mm-hmm. and things like this. I'm incredibly impressed by your sort of, you know, the joy and the sweetness that you have for, <laughs> no, but it's so nice. 
but thank you so much because it's really interesting and I think it's really helpful because people think that our lives or lives, people in the public eye, and you're, you're much more well-known than I am, but people in the pu public eye have this like perfect, you know, storybook, fairy tale love story, especially when you've got, you know, another famous person to throw in the mix. And it's not, we all have our cross to pair to bear and it's not easy for anyone but it's how you handle each situation so it's, it's as they say when life gives you lemons make lemonade and that's what you're doing and that's what we're all doing and we're all doing our we best we all have the same emotions absolutely and i think having something like a podcast where you can talk about you know problems and relationships can only benefit the listener us our partners hopefully <laughs> yeah and I, I wish people would talk to me like this back in the day because we weren't allowed to talk about things like this you know mm. it's like these were sort of dirty secrets mm. and now they're so open there's so many places you can go to listen to things like this that's why I get so so much feedback like mm. on my podcast and as I've always said it's not to tell everyone to you know run home and get divorced no, absolutely there's not. no rules I think no. um, people need to trust themselves more and like when you were talking about having these outside influences I don't know why people just don't trust like that gut we were talking about. You know what's right and what's wrong for you. Get and rid I think, of the white noise. Yeah, just go with what you think, and and it's you know it's your life. If you don't think that partner's right for you, or you do, and someone else doesn't, like just make the decision, run with it. Doesn't work out, then start again. Thank you, Lauren. That was a, <laughs> that was a very deep place to leave it. <laughs> <laughs> start Stop. again oh. thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Divorced Not Dead thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead tune in next Wednesday for a new episode don't forget to subscribe rate and review we'd love to hear from you follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action 